Everybody's talking about energy, so-called climate change. We had a big back and forth today in the Senate between one of the assistant uh, secretaries of energy has no clue what $50 trillion in investment would do. So I thought it'd be a good time to bring on the CEO of Power of the Future, Daniel Turner. Daniel, how are you? Good to see you. Oh, it's great to be on your program. Thank you. Yeah, really glad to have you. What is Power of the Future? What what does your organization do? Sure. So I started this organization a few years ago to try to bridge the gap between policymakers who make our energy policy because they live in places like Washington, D.C. or New York or San Francisco and the actual millions of Americans who live in rural America that work in oil, gas, coal, fracking, etc. You know, their voices aren't always heard, um, but yet people who make energy policy don't seem to have any connection to them. So we try to be their advocate in those power circles. And we appreciate that. Good. Go to powerthefuture.com, powerthefuture.com. We've been lied to about energy for a long time and we're, we're just mm-hmm. supposed to believe that fossil fuels are bad. Coal is bad. Natural gas suddenly is bad. LNG is bad. Everything's bad unless it's electricity. I'm not sure where we're getting the electricity because windmills don't work very well. Solar doesn't work very well. Look at Solyndra if you want to find out. Um, So why is the narrative everything that we've used up till now is bad and we must all now transition to something new? Yeah, it's a great point that you make. The 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 green movement is never satiated, right? They they used to tell us that we had to get coal. Obama was pro natural gas. He he was president when the fracking revolution happened, and now natural gas is the enemy. So once you understand that the green movement is just a ruse, they use the climate, they use uh, uh, caring about the earth and clean water and clean air as the excuse for what is basically a Marxist agenda. It is about control. It is about power. Um, I liken it, and now the American people have tasted some of this, I liken it to what we saw during COVID. The goalposts always change, the narratives change, and if you question it, they will call you a denier, they'll try to have you silenced and deplatformed. Daniel Turner, he's the CEO of Power of the Future. You know, they could have done it better than this, and and here's what I mean. If they wanted to do this so-called transitioning to something different than fossil fuels, why not present it to people like you and me and say, hey, let's do all of the above. We'll do nuclear, we'll do fossil fuels, we'll do electric, we'll do everything, and let's see what works best, and gradually, maybe, we can work away from something that might be polluting more than others, but they try to do it all at once, and they try to just put their foot on the brake and say, screw you, we're not doing any of the stuff that Trump did, we're not doing any of the stuff that we've been used to for the past century we're just going to change everything and if you're against it then you hate the earth yeah and and it is a a, it's rooted deeply in communism and what i mean by that i'm not trying to be hyperbolic what i mean by that is that it's it's a system of economics that is totally centralized that is top down that does not allow for any market signals so so for example we have a municipality that says we're going to transition to wind and solar okay well are we going to build the wind and solar first no we're going to close the coal mine first um we're going to transition to wind and solar and evs so therefore we need to open a lot of mines because we need copper we need lithium we need cobalt can we open those mines no and so you say, well, the market signal says we should be doing these things, but you're not allowing those things to happen. So what's the ultimate goal here? And the goal is the political outcome. Yeah. So when I liken the green movement to communism, I'm not trying to to to, to rouse people's uh, ire or to ruffle their feathers. I, I It truly is rooted in communism as a centralized, top-down econ- economy that does not allow for market or individual freedoms. CEO of Power of the Future, it is uh, Daniel Turner. Go to powerthefuture.com. I live in Texas. A couple of years ago, we had a deep freeze where we found out the grid is in trouble. And this ERCOT mm-hmm. organization is in trouble that runs our grid. 
Um, we have a bunch of coal plants that are shut down that could have been fired back up. No reason to shut them down. They're clean coal plants. We know that liquefied natural gas was supposed to be feeding the wind turbines that were supposed to be feeding something else. We basically had like a deep freeze where people died in Texas, no power, no anything for like three or four days. Why don't we learn from a situation like that that, hey, we better have some alternative energy on the ready or else we're in trouble. Yeah, it shows you how this is truly a bipartisan level of stupidity, because if Republicans in Texas can buy into the lie that you can replace coal and natural gas with wind, then anyone can. And and you would think the lesson coming out of those terrible storms uh, in 2021 would be, let's revert back to what works. But honestly, your governor, sadly, and your state has doubled down. And they've said, well, clearly, if zero times a thousand is zero, then zero times a million must be something better. And, And so what What's the result here? They're going to put more money into wind. They're going to put more money into renewables where when when the climate affected those those uh, electricity production methods, they were not able to withstand it. And so it it, it truly shows you how this this pernicious philosophy is really doing tremendous damage. And as you said, it's costing people their lives that people froze to death in Texas because of the big green lie. And yet we're continuing to do that across the country. Daniel, the windmills froze. I kid you not, they they froze. <laughs> you got frozen windmills that we're relying on for power to give us heat when it gets really cold. We're in big trouble because they literally froze. And again, some of these uh, natural uh, natural gas outlets weren't being run because the coal plants were shut down. The whole thing was a, a, a complete mess. And you're right, we're in the deep, you know, red state of Texas. What's happening in places like New York? Well, we know what's happening in New York. Kathy Hochul, the, the governor who doesn't seem to know anything about anything, has decided to, yes, we're going to ban natural gas lines coming into, into New York homes and businesses and everything else. This is after the, the left accidentally leaked out. We're going to get rid of gas stoves. Then they say, no, 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 we're not really getting rid of gas stoves. And then Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary, said, well, we are if the stove is oval. That somehow changes it all. Mm-hmm. And now Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, says, by 2026, no new construction will have any gas lines at all because we have to, there's the word again, transition. Yeah. Does she have something she's relying on here? Or is this, again, the woke agenda, the green energy agenda? This is that top-down centralized with no mandate coming from from the free market or from free people. I tweeted about this just a couple of weeks ago. I'm doing this hit live from from a, a sheep farm I have in rural Virginia. I'm fairly much off the grid. And when we had a terrible storm and we lost power, I still had uh, gas to, to cook dinner. I still had gas for hot water. And so it was miserable. You throw on a fire and, and you survive. But what happens when we electrify everything and the electricity goes out? Because right now, electricity... Electricity, for good or for ill, electricity is a state-run function. The fossil fuel industry is not. And so if we're relying on the state to provide us electricity and everything is electrified and the state frequently falls and falters, as we are seeing in, sadly, Texas, as we're seeing in, in California, New Mexico, and right. and my home state of New York, what's going to happen? How many more lives are at risk because of these terrible decisions? Yeah, it's a great question, and you just made a point that I hadn't even thought about. Electricity is run by the central government. Fossil fuels aren't, and they hate that. It's privatized, yes. and there are people who well, – I think the, the number the last time I checked, and I could be wrong now, I thought it was like 92 million people somehow are employed by extension by, by the, the energy industry. And you're talking about a lot of jobs. You're talking about, we, we just saw the Keystone XL pipeline being shut down by Biden day one that he took office. 
that 11,000 people are out of work. So we're talking about people who are making money for their families, building their own lives, um, uh, supporting their communities that are in dire straits. If we go full electric, not only won't it work, like you just said, and you're right, because central government never works, but it's also going to put people out of work. Is that, do you think, a push to get more people reliant on that same government? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the energy industry is the last great industry in this country that is pretty much in private hands. And yes, there are some publicly traded corporations, but it is in the private hands. Before in energy, the last great industry was the healthcare, but Obamacare made sure to get rid of that. Right. So this is the last great, enormous industry that is in the private sector. And if you truly are a statist, and Joe Biden is a statist, he believes that as a member of government, he is smarter and wiser. He knows better. Right. If you are a statist, you have to take control of this industry because you don't trust free markets and you don't trust free will. So the people of New York don't know what type of stove they should buy. Kathy Hochul knows what type of stove they should buy. The people of Texas doesn't know what type of electric grid they should have. ERCOT and, of course, the landowners who contributed to a couple of political campaigns that got all the leases for those wind turbines, they know what type of electric grid Texas could have. And it's it's a huge threat. It's a huge threat to our country. And every year we get more advanced and yet our grid gets worse. We have tweets coming from the governor saying, hey, don't charge your electric vehicle. Please don't do electric. Don't you do laundry after 4 p.m. Yep. What's happening to our country that we're getting more advanced and we're getting weaker uh, as an infrastructure? And that's because of this green agenda. It's a uh, 501c4 nonprofit dedicated to the uh, American energy workers. It's power of the future. This is CEO Daniel Turner. Let me ask you this. If the if the automobile industry said, screw you, we're going we're gonna to build all the internal combustion engines we want. We're not going to listen to your stupid mandates or your stupid suggestion. You can keep the tax abatements. We're, we're going to keep on going because these cars work. They're basically clean, much cleaner than they used to be. We're not ruining the ozone layer anymore. That's rebuilt itself. We're, not, we're just not going to listen to you. Or if the state of Texas and Greg Abbott said, hey, we're not going to listen to your green energy push or DEI or ESG. We're just going to get clean, liquefied natural gas that we have plenty of or other natural gas or clean coal. We're going to fire them up and screw you. If we get cold here, we'll turn the heat on. Why don't they yeah. push back? Would that work, do you think? It, well, one car maker is doing that. The largest auto manufacturer in the world, which is Toyota, is exactly doing that. Toyota, uh, and they're getting kicked in the teeth from government leaders because they are, as they say, behind the curve for going green. But Toyota has not bought into the green uh, initiative. They they like hybrids, and they clearly push hybrids, but they are not jumping on the EV craze because they look at the markets that are required. They look at the raw materials. They look at who owns those markets, which is communist China. And they say this is impossible. Right. Um, the, the big three Americans, though, they get so much money from the government to do just that. I just saw a study that came out that talked about that the tens of thousands of dollars that are lost on every EV sale. But for the power of government. And and it's the same with solar panels. It's the same with wind turbines. It is, quite frankly, the Warren Buffett rule when he was asked about uh, Berkshire Hathaway's huge investment in wind turbines. And he said, oh, yeah, we just do it for the tax credits. He said, if it wasn't for the, the government tax credits, it's a useless business. And so that is why automakers are doing it. So the government is subsidizing the automakers to lose money on every vehicle, but they give them yes. taxpayer money to, to let them show a profit. The automakers would go broke if they didn't get that. But again, they could just go back to making you know internal combustion engines and, and maybe have some hybrids and some EVs if, if you want. What I don't like is that we're still, again, not doing all of the above. We have to get rid of the internal combustion. Look, I'm a, I'm a red-blooded American man. I love the sound of a V8 engine. I love the sound of my, of my Corvette or my Camaro. I, I, I love that. And I think that a whole generation loves that. 
And the government's saying, screw you. We don't care if you love it. We don't care if it's what built America, textiles and automotive. We don't care. We're just, you're going to do what we say or else you're done. I really think yeah. these companies have the, the power and ability to fight back if they wanted to. But you just don't think they have the backbone or they're afraid to lose the money. I think they are afraid to lose the government money. They don't have the backbone. And I think we need a Bud Light moment for a lot of these these companies yes. to say, we don't want you to determine what we and, – and look, I love the, the, the sound of my, you know, my, my big truck engine as well. But I tell people on the simplest lever, again, level, again, on my sheep farm here in, 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 in rural Virginia, if you've ever weed whacked a couple miles of fence line, you know that an electric weed whacker is kind of a joke, right? right? A, any electric v- motor is kind of a silly piece of – an electric chainsaw. So when you have governors like Governor Newsom that have banned the combustion engine and lawn care equipment, chainsaws, leaf blowers, weed whackers, you say, well, who are you punishing? Right? You're punishing people who are trying to run their business, trying to run a farm. Uh, you know, what What good is a Ford F-150 Lightning if it cannot haul, which they can't, a thousand pounds w- without losing its charge in right. a couple of miles? What's the purpose? So, the, you know, a Ford F-150 Lightning is great for the guy who throws his gym bag in the back, but for <laughs> those of us who are hauling livestock, right. we need something with a little bit of muscle. That's not a knock on EVs. That's just being realistic. And, and, and by the way, the raw materials are being harvested by six-year-olds over in Africa. Nobody cares yeah. about the slave labor that's happening to get it. It's Daniel Turner, CEO, Power of the Future. Go to powerofthefuture.com. Um, as we're watching all of this unfold, uh, I saw uh, it was Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana was questioning a deputy secretary of energy from our energy department here in the United States. And the question was, if we spend $50 trillion, which over time they want to spend, between now and 2050, how much will that reduce the temperature on the globe by 2050? And the guy had no answer. The guy had no, he had no well, we're 13% of the, this, and we our emissions are 13% of that, and if we, we need to be the, spear, uh, the tip of the spear. Daniel, they don't know what they're talking about or why they want the money. They don't know even what, that the temperature is going up or down these days. We certainly didn't see the melting of the polar ice cap like Al Gore said we'd see by 2007, I think. So it's not really happening, yet they're continuing to dedicate taxpayer money to stop it from happening. What do you think they're doing with that money? They're not really doing anything to change climate change or global warming. What's this about? Is this, is this like Venezuela took over all the energy companies and said, now we run the sucker so we're, we control you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, this, this is again. I liken it to COVID. This is this is enriching industries where we are are deeply invested. Uh, a number of cabinet secretaries, and it's on the record. A number of cabinet secretaries are invested in these green energy companies that are profiting. Um, it, it's just nonsensical to think that an X amount of money is going to buy our way into a clean environment. Um, it's nonsensical for someone like John Kerry to say, "Well, I can use my private jet because I have an important mission," but I'm allowed to offset well the, the how come the u.s economy can't just offset itself exactly right? What, right what why can't i offset no i can't because i'm not powerful or rich or famous like john Kerry is so this is just really this is just enriching our friends uh this is pushing an agenda that we don't that that the american people don't want and is using it through the force of government um none of these these climate uh predictions have ever come true right. the maldives were supposed to be underwater by the year 2000 right i'm almost 50 my entire adult life I have heard about the end of the world from climate change. And and quite frankly, we're $31 trillion in debt because we've wasted a lot of money on stupid things like this. And the American people are getting sick and tired of it. So true. Daniel Turner, CEO of Power of the Future. Go to powerofthefuture.com and find out what you can do, what action you can take to stop this out-of-control um, power grab, basically, not not using a, you know, not, not meaning 
to use a pun, but it is a power grab, both literally and figuratively. Daniel, come back on. Really great information. I appreciate what you're doing. Anytime. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. website is powerthefuture.com. It was Daniel Turner. Great information. Really, I had a good time having him on because he gets right to the point and he's right about what he's saying. Why can John Kerry pay offsets, but the country can't pay offsets and just continue to use the fuel that's available to us? Very, very good question. Very valid question. We'll have him back. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Next hour, it'll be uh, Major Travis Yates on law enforcement. Oh, what's happening in big cities, how you fix it. Yes, we can make a difference. He tells us how we can do that. Plus, how far up in the polls is President Trump now over Ron DeSantis? And uh, the new face of, I think it's online, face for the Marines is going to make your face hurt. Although you probably can expect, you probably can anticipate what it is. Meantime, got to remind you about Cozy Earth. You know, moms deserve the very best. Mother's Day is on the way. Why not get them the very best? Seriously, Cozy Earth sheets, bedding, towels, Robes, they're all incredible. The softest, most luxurious, and ethically, ethically sourced bedding on the planet. No bedding I've owned comes even close for comfort, softness, and, and I'm sleeping better than I have in a long time. The reason is Cozy Earth bedding is made using premium viscose from highly sustainable bamboo that makes a, their sheets remarkably soft. Temperature regulating, too. You're going to sleep more comfortably year-round. I like it to be cooler when I'm sleeping, and this helps out Big time, whether it's their luxury bedding, now in four different colors, comfy loungewear, soft pajamas, premium bath towels, make Mother's Day extra special at Cozy Earth. All Cozy Earth products, by the way, are backed by their 100-night trial, and right now, save up to 35% on Cozy Earth. Hurry up, Mother's Day offer is going to end soon. Go to CozyEarth.com, enter PAGS, P-A-G-S, at checkout and save up to 35%. That's CozyEarth.com, promo code is P-A-G-S. Make that happen, and make it happen right now. All right, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Do me a favor, you couldn't get through the phone lines. They've been busy all day. Go to JoePags.com, scroll down, click on Contact, send an email right to me. If you want to check out the videos of the program, click on Watch Now. If you want to check out the programs we do at live, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, click on Watch Now. Either way, we're back. Another big hour coming your way. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.